Welcome to Allie and You, the business success and lifestyle show. I am Allison Maslin. My friends call me Allie. And today, you business owners, you do not want to miss this episode. I am so excited because have you ever thought of possibly for your business growth, working with investors outside of the U.S.? Or maybe you're residing outside of the U.S. and you want to do business in the U.S. Do you have a business that you want to scale? We have the answers today, right now, right here on Alley and You. excited. I'm going to just dive right in because we have the most amazing expert today that is going to give you all of those answers. Before I start, uh, have you checked out my brand new book, Scale or Fail? Talk about scaling. Uh, we recently launched it. It hit the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. Very excited because now that it's been out and people are reading the book, they are absolutely loving it. So if you haven't gotten your hands on it yet, go to scaleorfail.com because you can still get some amazing bonus gifts with that. So um, moving on to our awesome, esteemed guest and a dear friend of mine, someone that I've had the uh, honor and the blessing to work with for the last several years as well, Lauren Cohen. And Lauren is a number one best-selling author. She is an international speaker. She is a recognized attorney and a skilled immigration and business law strategist. This is such a unique topic that you probably have not heard before. Her consulting company, eCouncil, simplifies the complex immigration process for both foreigners wishing to access U.S. markets and American businesses seek, seeking alternative capital, right? It's all about being creative. Sometimes you feel like you're stuck in your business, but you have no idea how much opportunity is out there for you. And we're going to open up that door today. She's also the creator of the revolutionary scale-up checkup an online assessment service for business owners who are facing the daunting challenge of scaling. And I am talking to those business owners all the time. This is so incredible. You've never seen anything like it. Lauren's an active member of the American Immigration Lawyers Association, and she's been named as uh, one of 2017's super lawyers. She is definitely a super lawyer a super lady, and I adore her. So, hi, Lauren. Hi, Allison. <laughs> big intro. Mutual. It's, a, it's a mutual love fest here. Well, I am so glad to finally get you on the show, and what you have to, what we're going to talk about today really opens the door to so many opportunities for business owners that had no idea that this was possible. Um, but let's kind of back up a little bit and then we are gonna get into the nitty gritty. You've got some tips, you've got some action items, you've got a whole uh, unbelievable gift uh, for helping business owners to scale. 
What inspired you to start working in immigration and business law? Well, first, and thank you so much for having me on the show. It's a pleasure to be here finally. I wish that I was physically there in so many ways, but I'm here mm -hmm. in South Florida. And um, I hope that everybody is safe with the fires and everything. Um, first, I just wanted to say that I, I call you Allison, so I need to rethink that, I think, because I think I'm your friend at this point, and I maybe need to switch to Allie. So I have to, I have to yes. think about that. I think you're, you're in the Allie realm now. Yeah. <laughs> so please. So, um, so it's a, it's a, it was kind of a long journey. Um, I'm an immigrant. You wouldn't know it necessarily from looking at me me, but I am from that country north of the border, Canada, as are some other members of our Pinnacle Global Network. And as an immigrant myself, I went through so many hoops to get here. It was not easy. People think, oh, you're from Canada. It's so easy. It's like a no-brainer. It's so not. It's not easy at all. You have to do all the same things as pretty much anybody else. There are a few exceptions to give you certain visas, but Basically, I decided after going through all those hoops and becoming a, a citizen in 2012, when my son was two, that it was time for me to give back and figure out a way that it was like a duty, an obligation to help other business owners and other um, immigrants to find creative ways, like you said, creative ways to come into the country. And... Um, mainly through business investment. And the reason for that is my background was all about corporate law, business law, business plans, you know, business structure, business consulting. So it didn't really make sense for me to go into immigration unless it was business related. So people are always asking me, especially about now with all the stuff going on and immigration issues and the ban and everything. I don't have all those answers because I'm completely focused on business immigration. Um, and so it was really kind of a, I, I, it was an obligation, as I say, I had to do it. And I was always seen as the deal making lawyer, not the deal breaking lawyer. I'm sure you know the difference having been in as many businesses as you have. And being that deal making lawyer, finding solutions for the companies that were seeking to expand through creative ways and bringing foreign investors to those companies or the foreign investors from all over the world. I mean, there's really no country that I haven't dealt with a foreign investor from or helped them get into the country. So uh, it, that's pretty much what right. happened Which, by force. It almost seems mind boggling for most people to even think that, that there is money outside of the US that they are wanting to possibly invest in your company if you're watching this right now. And so it's such a unique skill that you have. Obviously, you're a great negotiator, you're a great mediator, and a great researcher, and just so brilliant. So how does immigration law help business owners? So it's, it's funny. There's a lot of immigration programs in this country that bring a lot of money and a lot of skilled labor and a lot of really highly skilled, like personal capital in, into the country. There's multiple different visa categories. Um, and it really gives you, uh, as a business owner, let's say that you want to bring in fresh blood. For example, you want to bring in somewhere with a software background, a developer. I just went through working with developers. As you know, that's not really that fun. But let's say that you have an opportunity to both raise capital and bring a developer in as a vested partner. You could win on both sides and have the opportunity to help a foreign investor come into the country, kind of killing multiple birds with one stone. 
Um, I, it's a way for a, a lot of franchises have huge opportunity. I love franchises because they're always looking on, for creative ways to expand and increase their, their unit numbers. And foreign investors are a great resource for that because they are, as they're, they're highly capitalized, they're highly skilled, they come to the country and they want that turnkey because they have to figure out so much when you come to this country, even from Canada. So it's, it's just a win-win on all sides. So I really think that a lot of business owners are overlooking, and myself included, as I'm talking, I'm thinking to myself, wow, there's a lot of people that would be interested in my new business venture from overseas. And it's a, it's, it's a reality that a lot of us don't think about on a day-to-day -day basis, but we should. Well, you know, with our mentoring company that you're part of, Pinnacle Global Network, um, as a, a client of ours, and we help mentor business owners all over the world, I know that in the next few years, we will be expanding to Europe. It's, it's in our big picture vision, and, and I'm excited about that because, you know, there, it's, it doesn't have to be a wall that divides the entrepreneurial community. There are people that are creative there are innovators that are change makers globally, right? I'm so, getting goosebumps as you're saying this. Like, I'm seriously, if you could see now, it's like, it's crazy because I know that part of your vision initially is to expand nationwide and that's exciting as well. But expansion globally is, is a really big deal because you're right. We have to bridge the gaps, not right. create them. And there's enough stuff going on in this world, isn't there? So, yeah, so we have to all come together. And yeah. hence the name Pinnacle Global Network. So that, that was always the plan. So um, now you specialize in something called EB5. And so can you tell me and, and everybody watching or listening right now why that's important, what it is and why so, it's important? A lot of people know of EB5 but don't know that they know of EB5 because EB5 is always in the news. Unfortunately, it's usually in the news with negative connotations. So EB5 stands for employment-based fifth preference category. It's a category, it's the only category of um, the immigration code that allows a, a person, an investor, to come, to come in through an indirect, potentially an indirect investment without actually having to be employed by the business or having to make it, um, uh, having to actually co correlate their investment and they don't have um, a, a nationality requirement, but they can come in and make a passive investment, passive, that's the key, potentially. Some are active, some are passive investment in a business in the U.S., um, right now, the investment amounts are half million or a million, depending on the location. They have to create 10 new jobs, directly or indirectly, depending on the type of investment, and they get a green card in exchange for this investment and job creation. It's much more complex than that, obviously. I'm very much simplifying it. But it has, we, the EB-5 program has raised billions of dollars and created millions of jobs all over the country and for that matter all over the world and all of the um like i've done projects in marianas islands and guam which is you know way on the other side of the world but they're u.s territories so they count so um there's there's been a lot of negative stuff a lot of unfortunately where there's money you know as well as i do there's often fraud um, there was recently a huge fraud case down here in South Florida for $99 million of Chinese investors um, suing the um, developer for mis misappropriating funds. And there's a lot of this stuff going on. So it's, it's been um, yeah. problematic, but it still has been such a boon for the economy, despite 
all of the backlash. You know, I, as, as I say, pretty much with anything where there's a lot of money, there's going to be, unfortunately, fraud because greed it's like Gordon Gecko, right? It's just it's it's unfortunately a part of the a part of the business world. I wish it weren't, but it is. Right, and but you know, honestly, it's it's in everything. But if you can, you know, it's like where we put our attention grows. So if we can focus on the positivity of that, mm-hmm. um, and obviously seek to protect the other side of it, um, there's a tremendous amount of opportunity here. Yes, and uh, for um, there needs to be more opportunity here, and there's a lot of people seeking employment, and that's just basically creating revenue is is what they're doing. So besides, um, so well, actually, let's back up. What is the process? I don't want to go too much into this, but if somebody wanted to go that direction, um, what what would be the process, and what would they expect? Well, if it's okay with you, I mean, the, the, the investor has multiple ways of investing, but if it's okay with you, since this is a business-oriented focus um, uh, show, I'd love to talk just real briefly about how it looks for the business to raise the money. Yes, yes. So let's say that Allison Maslin International wanted to raise five or ten, let's say $10 million dollars to expand, build a, um, a facility and, you know, hire people and do all kinds of different things to really, really expand in a very significant way. So um, we would put together a project. There's multiple components. There's a business plan, a private place memorandum. It goes through securities lawyers. It's an, there's an immigration lawyer. There's, a, there's an economic impact report to assess the number of jobs you'll create. And we figure out how much money you can raise based on how many jobs we expect you to create. So for every 10 jobs, that correlates to one investor, okay. which, at, which at the moment is a half million or a million. So let's say you wanted to raise $5 million. You would need to create at least, um, at least, uh, sorry, at least, I can't even think straight, but double. So for every, every half million, so in 5 million, you've got 10 units of 10 jobs, which is 100 jobs, plus right. you need a job cushion of, t- of 20%. So 120 jobs would need to be created, both directly and indirectly, in order to raise that money. I actually created all these videos to explain this, because it's just such a complex thing. But I'm telling you, where you are in San Diego, where I am here in South Florida, and all over the country, you've got hotels, you've got restaurants, you've got assisted living facilities. There's really not an industry, lots of casinos that's not touched by, um, by EB-5 money because it's, it's a great way, it was a, for a long time, a very inexpensive way to raise capital. Um, and probably one of the, um, well, well, the government is basically helping you sell it. So it's kind of like, oh, we're condoning this. They're, we're giving you a green card if you make the investment. So, so, my, it was a, so my question is, once they invest, are they, how do you work out the percentage of ownership of the company? So they don't have to own percentage at all. This is the beauty of it and the unique piece of it. Okay. It depends on the type of investment. There's a direct investment and an indirect investment. Okay. 85% of the investors are indirect investors. So they, they actually loan money to an entity that loans money to the company. So they have no direct correlation or ownership of the company itself, which is why so many companies love it because they don't have to ever really deal with those investors. They're really arm's length. And do then you pay back the loan with an interest? After a certain number of years. Yeah, there's okay. a five-year pro forma that's included 
in your business plan, but then there's additional years that are added on depending on which country you're from and how long your process is to get your green, your conditional green card approved. And it's anywhere from seven to 10 years, which um, means that the money is stuck for that long. In theory, it's five years, but it takes at least two years for the process to, to, to occur. Wow, this is fascinating, Lauren. I had no idea. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting area. Yeah. Well, um, so now you have, you have a really unique model in that you're, of course, doing this, all of what we have talked about and, and worked with companies all over the world. And you're, you're like an immigration concierge. You know, and uh, because you had such a bad experience and you want to make it better for people going through this. Um, Can you share some stories of some of the clients that you've taken through the process and how the role, how your role has been pivotal for them? Sure. I'll share one story in particular who's um, actually a, a, a local client um, so they had been through the ringer. It was not an EB-5 case. It was what's called an E-2, which is a treaty investor, which means you have a, a, a treaty with the country like Canada or most European countries, some South American countries. There's a treaty of trade and investment. And if you're from that country, you can make a substantial investment in a non-marginal business. I know those are very complex terms, which are not specifically defined. So a substantial investment could be 80,000 in one type of business or 300,000 in another type of business, depending on if it's service or product or whatever. So they made this investment and they had a a lawyer and a business plan and everything. um, And they had been denied. So they came to me, um, I've known them for many, many years and we had lost touch and they came to me and said, can you fix this? So as a concierge, and I actually wrote an article called What in the World is an Immigration Concierge? So an immigration concierge is basically like a general contractor. I'm the back office, just like I am in scale-up. I'm putting together all of the pieces so that you'll have a seamless process in place. So in this particular case, they came to me, they'd already had, or there was a denial pending, and I basically put all the right parties in place and got them approved within, I think it was six weeks of their original originally being challenged so so it was just a completely different experience because I was making sure that everybody was held accountable and the one of the problems Allison as you know in running a business is that everybody goes piecemeal and they they go and they get you know they go here for their um for their computer and here for their lawyer and here for their accountant and here for their this and here for their marketing and instead of putting it all under one roof and in the in e-council I put it all under one roof so that I could make sure that all of the pieces were flowing and at the end of the day consistent. We had another case where documents were filed. One document was $12 million different differential from another document. It was denied. We fixed it. Now, those things can't happen because you, it puts the, the whole project you know, at, um, at risk. And really, by not hiring you, they're potentially losing millions of dollars. It really is true. Because it it just makes so much sense. This is why I work with the coach. This is why, you know, like I want straight to, you know, to get to the point the fastest way with the the least amount of headaches. Yeah. And to, to make sure that the deal actually happens. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see um, business owners making. Now we're gonna, I wanna switch gears a little bit actually, so let me back up. 
Well, this is actually going to switch gears. Uh, oh, okay, because, you know, Lauren, besides the, on the immigration investor piece, you actually help protect business owners, just, you know, uh, everyday business owners as they really want to grow to make sure that their structures are protected and not like in a, you know, dire situation. Uh, but what are some of the big mistakes that could happen if they don't get these things in place? Sure. So I kept seeing pervasive themes among entrepreneurs that were um, trying to grow and scale and, you know, make lots of money and cash flow issues and what do I do to make money and not really looking after the farm, so to speak. You know, um, I, when I speak, I talk about building your home, your dream home on a sinkhole. And that's really what they're doing because they, they're, they're trying to make all this money and get to a million dollars in revenue. But if they haven't created that structure or put that legal foundation or the accounting or made sure they looked after their taxes or got the right insurance, um, created that strong foundation, they can't scale. They have no exit. They, have, they need a business plan. They need all of those kind of boring things that we call broccoli in, our, in my business. And they need to take that, all that broccoli and make it ice cream. Like, so um, we have a fellow pin to thank for that analogy of turning broccoli into ice cream. I love that. That's what we're doing because without the broccoli, you can't have the ice cream. You have to have both or you don't have to have ice cream, but you really want it. So I certainly do. Um, so I think that, that the important thing is that you, you, in order to scale and not fail, like your book says, you really need to get that strong foundation in place and, and work with professionals that can help you to do that and make sure that you're, you know, that you're CYAing yourself. You're, you're looking after that, that groundwork. So yeah. that as you're scaling, your business can scale along with you. You can't really franchise or expand or create multiple units without that structure in place to, as the foundation because you have to rely on your core your core when you're doing at the gym, right? It's, it's yeah. all about your core. And without that core, you don't have it much to scale and you will fail. Yeah, it, well, it is, you're absolutely right. It's like um, expanding with your house and adding on all kinds of extra rooms, but you don't expand the foundation underneath and then the whole thing topples over, Yeah, you know? So, um, and so because of this pain that you found, you created something totally revolutionary and all around the topic that I love speaking about right now, which is scaling. Yes. And it's called, it's a new tool called Scale Up Checkup. And so um, how did, you know, running eCouncil, you know, this current business we've been talking about lead up to creating this scale-up checkup tool? Well, it, they're, so, they're so really similar in their, in their kind of purpose or goal. The goal is to provide a one-stop shop, a, a single point of contact solution for all of your needs. Now, in the e-council setting, it's mainly related to immigration and business immigration and Im Im investment, Im immigration by investment. Okay. I took that and I kind of extrapolated and said, I need to create a tool that gives lawyers and others, but lawyers especially, because we have no recurring revenue. We've got nothing. You know, we're all, yeah. most of us are only as good as our last deal and, or our last, you know, client, our last transaction. So I thought I need to create a tool that allows all of us professionals to access the same information, to gather data and provide a score to, to um, entrepreneurs 
that assesses various levels from insurance to trademarks to legal to um, accounting to like, you know, business succession planning, which I know you talked about last week, and all of these components that are so important to helping a business scale. So this assessment, which is scaleupcheckup.com backslash assessment, it's free and you get a very, like a benchmarked empirically, empirically driven report that's delivered right to your email that says kind of, this is your score, you're exposed, let's talk. Now, so what, right? So what does that mean? It doesn't really do much if you get a score and there's, no, there's nothing, kind of no follow through. And again, this is a lot of where entrepreneurs break down because they have great ideas and I'm, I'm guilty too. And, you know, I've had many ideas, but the important thing is that this scored report leads into multiple levels from a professional resource strategic plan that we've just launched as of uh, Friday, which is super cool. It's revolutionary as well to actually putting together a collaborative network of all the professionals that are needed to help you scale your business so you don't fail. So there, it's, it's just every B2B service. There's, there's two levels and it's really exciting because you come to us, they're certified, they're vetted. We go, they go through a certification pro process, process. Look at that, my Canadian accent. They go through a certification process and um, it, it's really important because otherwise you're kind of looking for resources on the web. You don't know what you're getting you go to a lot of stuff which shall remain nameless and you end up paying a lot of money for very bad advice and you end up with egg on your face or you don't know what the heck it all means. Right. And yet, you know, it's like going to seven doctors and getting seven meds that counteract each other and nobody is there to protect you. That's what we do. We are that back office, again, that concierge that's overseeing the whole process and making sure that everybody's accountable and, and, and responsive and, and addresses your needs and that you're getting the right coverage at the right time for what you need to scale your business in a very structured, strategic way. So, um, but the, the first place they start, right, is getting the assessment because that, even if you feel like, oh my gosh, all this stuff is overwhelming, I don't have time, I'm super busy, do the assessment because that will at least tell you, okay, to have a solid house, I need to have these things. I mean, yeah. do you have the right insurance? I've had clients who were sued uh, of something that just were, you know, out of the blue, you would never think of. And because she actually had this umbrella policy, which she didn't even know, it ended up saving her company. Um, there's just a lot of ins and outs. And so I think the first part, the first step just do the assessment so you can at least see, all right, these are the holes that are missing. Maybe you don't need the whole thing. Maybe you need just two or three things. Maybe you need your contracts redone, right? So, um, or your, your uh, structure to your business. Maybe what you, you started with uh, as one type of corporation, now that you're going to scale, you need to change that. Um, in fact, Lauren, we're doing that in our company. We're changing that that structure after several years. So, um, can I just throw one little thing in there? Yeah, absolutely. I was just talking with an accountant colleague of mine and we're going to write an article because a lot of people, you may not, I mean, you know, but a lot of people may not know what an S corp is, but there's a type of entity that's called an S corp and it's, it, there's certain qualifications and, and so on. If you've set up a limited liability company 
and you, you um, obtained a designation as an S-Corp, and you haven't done certain things to honor that, your S-Corp election may actually be at risk and you may not even know it. And that's a really big deal because you may be operating as, or, or thinking that you're operating as an S-Corp from, from a tax perspective, from a legal perspective, and you may not. So we're gonna be writing an article about that very subject because entities change and needs change and we have to be respectful and, and cognizant that as the needs change, you have to change your business to match that. Right, and the tax laws have changed a lot since yeah. probably you set your business up. So uh, I think sometimes, you know, we're so busy in business and we just get caught up with so many things that we're like, yeah, I'll deal with this later, I'll deal with this later, and then it sneaks up to bite you. So um, it's, it's really important to, um, to do this, and I think it's just, it, it is revolutionary what you're doing, Lauren, and, um, you know, and of course, scaling is like my favorite topic these days. Now, you have a gift for everyone, and I was looking through this, and wow, it's fantastic. Um, it's called, um, so let me just show it to you. It is seven secret scale up success strategies. Say that seven times. <laughs> <laughs> Say it once. <laughs> uh, I know my gosh. Um, and so, uh, we're going to give this gift to you just for being on the show today. You definitely want to do this because there, these seven secrets are unbelievable. So, um, you really get to learn uh, so many things about running your business that you did not know. And I'm actually going to be, in fact, uh, what you do, Lauren, here, you even outline all the difference between S-Corp, C-Corp, LLC. I've actually never seen anybody doing that before. And you break it down with licenses, insurance. This is this is amazing. So what you're going to do is go to alisonmaslin.com forward slash library, and it's going to be right there. You're going to download it, and um, it's a gift there. And uh, um, so, again, alisonmaslin.com forward slash library. You'll also get downloads from um, a lot of our other shows and gifts from our guests on Ali and You. Now, if somebody wants to reach out to you, Lauren, uh, or learn more about eCouncil or Scale Up Checkup, where do they go? So first, I would invite everybody as another free gift to please do the assessment. It is free, and that could change someday because it's really cool, and you will love it. Scaleupcheckup.com backslash assessment. That's, it's as easy as that. Yeah. You can just go to scaleupcheckup.com, and you'll see there's a link to the assessment. But if you backslash assessment, you'll get to it. You can reach me, Lauren, at scaleupcheckup.com, okay. or you can call toll-free 866-724-0085, or we're on um, Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and all those, Instagram, I don't even know all of them. And it's, you can always find us at eCouncil Inc. or Scale Up Checkup. But I would love to connect with all of you and help you to scale your business successfully um, you know, I really love to help entrepreneurs. It's kind of like a driving force. I can't even help myself sometimes. I say, oh, okay, I'm going to give you 15 minutes free. And then an hour later, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to get off the phone. So it's kind of, uh, you know, you're guilty of that too, Allison. We just can't, we can't help. We want to share our, our knowledge and our wisdom with others. And I'm so sorry about the sun. It's a little crazy here. And I apologize. That's okay. 
that's all right. We've got you. And th this was super informative and interesting uh, in so many ways, Lauren. You are a breath of knowledge, and uh, I so appreciate you coming on Allie and you today and sharing all your wisdom with me. It's been my absolute pleasure. Yeah, this has been wonderful. So for those of you that are watching or listening, go to sub subscribe to Allie.com, subscribe to Allie.com, and uh, you can listen to us on audio when you're driving to work or you are running on the treadmill, and uh, please get out and grab a copy of scalarfail.com, uh, grab a copy of Scalarfail, the book, and uh, go right to that website, get yourself a book or several. It's a great gift for you as well. And uh, like I say, every week, get out there. Oh, you've got the book, Lauren, <laughs> as well. Of course, I have so. a lot of copies. So if anybody wants to come here in South Florida, I'm happy to help you out. <laughs> um, and I'm excited. I'm going to be seeing you in January for our Level Up Live event. Mm -hmm. And uh, can't wait. And if you want to check out our big event in January, go to leveluploliveevent.com where we are going to have over 500 business owners from all over the world coming to build the blueprint for 2019. So get out there and elevate yourself because you are worth it. Bye, everybody.